Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. Hour number two, Miller and Condon, live at Principal Park, the LifeServe Blood Center. It is their big donation day. What color do you bleed? Uh, there are no appointments down here. We filled those up very quickly last week. We're very grateful to all of the KXNO audiences out there uh, for uh, coming out here, getting signed up, and giving the gift of life. If you're so inclined, you do have some time. Uh, their offices in East Village, 431 Locust Street, they'll take walk-ins right up until 2 o'clock here today. So if you're unable to get down here, or maybe your schedule changed, something freed up, uh, and you still want to do so, we'd love to have you. just can't do it down here, but you can do so at their offices in the East Village, 431 uh, East Locust Street. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football coming up here in about 12, 15 minutes or thereabouts. But let's talk some baseball, as we always do in the first 11 o'clock segment normally of the week. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, has joined us all season long today, being no different. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Matt Snyder. How are you? I'm very good, uh, you know, other than the football that the tried to take place uh, over the weekend. But, you know, other than that, pretty good. Yeah, it does kind of step on some toes uh-huh. when it arrives, no doubt about it. You know, I want to start with the uh, the biggest series of the weekend. Like, just when you want to bury the Giants, and I think everybody does at some point. Um, you know, just, I mean, it's a great story, don't get me wrong, but the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and yet we see these two teams collide, and, and the, the Giants take the, take the series. This has been phenomenal baseball all summer long between these two clubs. It absolutely has, and like the, I think we've talked about before, the first time they played, the Dodgers won either three or four or swept the, the Giants in San Francisco. And I think the thought was, okay, now the Giants are going to come back to earth. But then the next weekend they play, and the Giants went in the Dodger Stadium, won three or four, and they've consistently shown ever since that they're legit. Look, they've gone through injuries, lengthy injuries, to guys like Evan Longoria. Buster Posey's been hurt a little bit. Uh, Brandon Crawford got hurt for a little bit. They've had injuries in the rotation, and they continue to sustain it. They've got something going there, and I believe I've also said on this show several times that I'm done betting against them. In fact, I've picked them. Uh, I've said that I think they're going to end up in the World Series uh, because I just I'm done betting against them. They've got something special going there. We've got plenty of a sample here. It's not like it's two months; it's five. So I, I still think they're being underestimated a bit. Uh, but they're obviously not going away, and they don't have to deal with the Dodgers head-to-head anymore. And they have a one-game lead. Obviously, the Dodgers can make up one game even without playing them in four weeks, but it's hard not to like the Giants. Look at the American League. Of course, right now, as it's constructed, it'd be Red Sox against the Yankees for the one-game wild card, and that'd be great national theater. But Ken, he's a Blue Jays fan. He wants to see his Jays in there. I want to see Seattle in there because it's been two decades since they've been in the playoffs. Who's more likely to falter in your mind down the stretch, the Yankees or the Red Sox to fall out of that wild card game? Yeah, I mean, first off, Chris Sale versus Garrett Cole in the wild card game would be amazing. It's just, I I do think, yeah, so, so many of us are kind of like, 
you get tired of seeing the same teams. You know, like I think my wife asked me why I hate Alabama and football so much the other day, and I was like, I actually don't think I would hate them. I'm just tired of seeing them always there. And I think people are tired of the – a lot of people are tired of the Red Sox and Yankees, you know, do the best numbers. Um, as far as the, which one's more likely to falter, I, I don't know. I feel like a, a week ago I would have said the, the Red Sox, but they bounced back and started to play better. And the Yankees, gosh, just lost the series to the Orioles after they had a losing streak. And you go back now and you look at that 13-game winning streak, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors going on in that thing, and they were barely squeaking out a lot of those games, except for the Twins games, which they completely own the Twins in Yankee Stadium. But other than that, they were barely squeaking out a lot of those. So in hindsight, it looks like, yeah, they won 13 in a row, but if you look at the rest of their body of work, it's hard to trust them. Uh, I, I do feel like the Mariners just don't have enough to get it done, but as I kind of said with the Giants, the Mariners have hung around this long. Maybe they're going to continue to hang around. I'd love to see the Blue Jays get in there with how explosive that offense is, and they're on some kind of heater right now, my Lord. Um, it's tough to tell how it's going to go. Three games each for the, the Blue Jays and Mariners, three and a half for the A's who look broken right now. It should be a good five-team race. No, it's been phenomenal to watch, and it was good to see as a Blue Jays fan, Simeon and Guerrero get on the board yesterday, and Ryu shot that uh, Yankees down uh, for the six innings he was in there. I want to talk about the hottest team in baseball right now. Do you know who the that Cubs? is, Trent Condon? The Cubs? <laughs> I'm not going to linger on them. But you know what? As, as much dirt as we've thrown on them after the trade deadline, and you won't watch them again, I found myself a couple of times in the last week peeking in on them, Matt Snyder, uh, look, this is a lineup that's going to be totally different last year. Schwindel has been unbelievable. Duffy with a big grand slam. I don't know how they're doing it or who they're doing it with, but you know what? On one hand, it's kind of been fun to watch. I think it's been a lot of fun, and I think you see the crowds reflect it. Uh, was it Schwindel? I think it was Schwindel a couple of days ago. They were asking about the crowds, and he said, well, the first few weeks, you could tell that fans were just heartbroken because all their favorite players got traded at, well, except Contreras, but he was hurt. Uh, but he said these last few days it's been unbelievable because I think the crowds are starting to go now with lower expectations, and the team is winning with behind an offense of Rafael Ortega, Frank Swindell, and Patrick Wisdom. And <laughs> between the three, it's possible they've found something here, and it's, it's, sometimes their guys are late bloomers. Uh, I mean, Swindell, it's only 33 games. But he's hitting 374 with his 699 slugging for the Cubs. That's ridiculous. Uh, Wisdom is 90 games now, 25 homers. Rafael Ortega looks like a keeper, at least if you want to say, is like a fourth outfielder type who can move around the outfield. This is a good time to find gems like that who you know you can populate your roster with as you go into free agency. And they have a lot of money available to spend in free agency should they choose to do so. So I don't think they're as good as they've played in this seven-game winning streak. And, you know, a lot of it's against bad teams. But I, I think that there are things sure. you can take away from it, like I said. Like like the, the wisdom Ortega and possibly Schwindel heading into next year and saying, hey, you know, maybe we've got something here in these guys. The Brewers, let's talk about our friends in Wisconsin. Nobody's catching them, obviously, in the division. They're going to run away there. But the Dodgers and the Giants and the construction, the Braves in the National League playoffs, is this team good and maybe good enough offensively yeah. to get to a World Series in your mind? They're definitely good. Uh, in general, they've needed to hit more all year. Now, now lately, they've, they've hit better since the All-Star break. Uh, 
still would like to see Christian Yelich come around a little more than he has because he's the type of guy that can carry an offense, and especially Willie Adamas just got hurt, and he's been unbelievable for them. He's their offensive MVP since they acquired him from the Rays. Uh, in terms of the World Series, yes, but there's a caveat. You need Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta all going as well as they were earlier in the year. Peralta just got back from injury and was terrible in his first start back on Friday. Uh, Woodruff got knocked around a little bit yesterday. If you have all three of those guys firing on all cylinders, they absolutely could get to the World Series. But my concern is workload, because they're all three going to be at career highs in workload getting to the playoffs. A couple of them are going to be blowing their career highs out of the water. Now, maybe Burns and Woodruff, you know, big, huge, strong guys that have gone kind of deep before in seasons, maybe they're built for it, but Peralta's going to just explode his career high in innings pitch, pitches thrown, anything you want to say, and he's, you know, 5'11", 195. So I, I just don't know how they're going to hold up. But if they do, yes. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com is our guest. Matt, a couple more, we'll let you go. Let's do the National League East where the Braves are, are clinging to the lead. What is it about this Phillies team? Um, look, it's, it's, it's a long season. They're playing their best baseball at the right time. They took care of the Brewers yesterday uh, in, in convincing fashion. Are the Braves going to hang on? I, that's probably the smart money, but, I mean, they're not – what we thought the Braves were going to be coming into the year because Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt, and we know the whole the terrible situation with Marcelo Zuna. That impacted their offense greatly. So you see the name Braves, and you think, oh, they're going to get it together. They're going to get right, but it's not the same team. Uh, now, they did get an Austin Riley offensive breakout, and Jorge Soler has been very good since they acquired him, but it's just they just don't have the firepower everybody thought they were going to have. And, and pitching-wise, they had a lot of the same concerns as, as the Brewers because how far Ian Anderson going to be able to go? You know how how far is he going to go? Now they did have injuries with those guys, um, but Freed Smiley have been so inconsistent. Charlie Morton's very good. The bullpen has been kind of a mess at times. I just think it's they're going to continue to be inconsistent. So that means the window's open for the Phillies, or if they can get it together and quit blowing games, the Mets. I still don't think you can count the Mets out there either. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd love to see the Phillies win it. Uh, nobody's a good bet at this point, but the, the Braves are probably the best bet. I just wouldn't have confidence in it. I'll give you a good bet. You can bet against the Mets or the Cardinals once they have yeah. to take a lead into the ninth <laughs> inning. Uh, it's a pretty good bet. Yeah. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, thank you. We will uh, talk to you next week. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, all right. Have a good one. Hey, oh, 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 hold on, Matt. You still there? I, I... Oh, we, we lost Matt. I was going to bring up, uh, I forgot. Is Indiana Hoosiers? Oh, that's right. He's a grad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He got he got away with it this week, so uh, we'll let him go. There's a lot of misery there. An Indiana football fan, Trent I, I, Hawks just—they never gave them a chance. High water mark. You're coming off that yes. season a year ago, and it just feels like I, I would never give him a chance. Oh, no, more of the same. Mm-hmm. It oh. certainly looked like it. Who's the second best team in the East afterwards? So Penn State by mile. Michigan. Uh, are they in the, the, the primetime slot? They are. This yes, week. against Washington. Who just stunk the joint out? Um, yeah, they, Michigan lost a big name receiver though uh, for the year. Penn State has some limitations themselves still offensively. Really good defensively, mm-hmm. but can they? Because you're going to have to score to beat Ohio State. Yes. 
Ohio State's offense is elite. Michigan, powerful run game. Yeah. Defense looked a lot better. At least yeah. looked like they knew what they were doing. But it was Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the overreaction that you have, I think you're right. It's still Penn State's the second best, but the gap between Ohio State and everybody in the whole conference is so significant. It's monstrous. Who would give them the best game? Is it Iowa? Maybe. If we had to line up I mean, a Big Iowa, Ten team this week to play. What's Ohio State got? Offense. What's Iowa got? Defense. There you go. Um, it's Miller and Condon back with Bama Ball. We'll go around college football. I love this upcoming segment. We'll uh, take a look at the Power Five conferences, what we saw this weekend, what we were wrong about, what we may be right about. Who did you jump on and bet after what you saw? I, got, I, I, I jumped on my DraftKings account. You know what I bet? What do you got? UCLA. UCLA. To, to win their division. To win their division. Okay. And, to, and to win... Uh, and to win the conference. Gotcha. Okay. Why not? Three to one and five. I thought you were like going to buy no. UCLA to win a national no, championship no, no, or no, something. No, no, no. They're not winning an Addy. Anyways, Miller and Cotton back with Bama Bob. 1460 KXNO. 1- 800 bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We're live at uh, Principal Park as the blood drive continues, the LifeServe Blood Center blood drive. What color do you bleed? Uh, all of the appointments taken at Principal Park, but if you'd like to donate blood, they'd love to have you, and you can do so today uh, at their downtown location, East Village to be precise, 431 East Locust in Des Moines. Well, that that music means it's time to go around college football. Overreact to what we saw week number one. Bama Bob joins us. Bama Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Bama, how are you? Oh, just doing great, Ken. What a what a fabulous weekend. No, it really was, Bama. And you know, I go back to uh, Friday night uh, Lane Stadium, and then Saturday in the early slot. Jumping around uh, at Camp mm-hmm. Randall, it just uh, it just shows you what we missed, right? Just the fans and the pomp, the pageantry, everything that makes college football what it was. That's what we missed from in, in my book. Bam, we got a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right into it if uh, if we can. We usually go around the Power Five conferences. Trent uh, put his foot down this year. We are not going to start do it alphabetically oh, with God. the ACC. <laughs> we'll get to them, but they've got trouble. Yeah, um, got news. Bama, your thoughts. Uh, let's start. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. Let's start in the Big Twelve. Um, overall, Bama, your thoughts on on the Big 12's weekend? Uh, you can pick a particular game, school, whatever you want to do. What do you think about how the Big Twelve performed this week? Yeah, a little scary, Ken. Um, you know, Oklahoma had a had a real scare with Tulane. Um, you know, that game was supposed to be played in New Orleans, but they moved it because of Ida, and and that was a game. I mean, it, that was. You know, Rattler was good, efficient, you know, 30 or 39, 304 yards. And, but I, I'm a little worried if I'm Oklahoma, maybe about my defense. I, we hear it every year. Um, you know, they're going to be better on defense and they didn't look, I don't know how good Tulane's going to be, but you know, they, that game came nowhere near the number of what Oklahoma was favored by, uh, and was a, was a game right down until the last possession. Iowa State, I'd be, I kept waiting for that game to pull away. I'm watching, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of getting updates on it yep. because, it, you know, I was watching other things and I just kind of kept waiting for them to pull away and they didn't or couldn't or wouldn't or whatever. Maybe that was Northern Iowa. You guys are a lot closer to that than I am, but I really didn't expect that from a team that's ranked seventh. 
I thought Texas had a really good week. That game, I thought, had a chance to be closer. But, uh, you know, look, Card played well. And, and that was a really good win for Sarkeesian. But, you know, Ken, really the, the, the real story um, in that is, you know, Kansas is right at their one win total yeah. now. I mean, over South Dakota. I mean, I think it, the win total was yeah. one and a half. So they've got 11 wins yeah. chances to, uh, you know, to go over that. So, um, you know, not that they didn't keep it close three points over South Dakota. But, look, to me, the big thing, Iowa State, Oklahoma, those are two teams that, that we are the class of that conference or so we thought going in. We, I think we both picked them to uh, get to the championship game. They're the highest-ranked teams. They, You know, Oklahoma's going to drop without question. They haven't already. I haven't seen the polls yet. Iowa State might as well. But, you know, look, Iowa State's got a chance at redemption if the Hawks coming in this week, which we'll talk about Friday. But those two teams, to me, were a little yeah. surprising. I'm with you. I watched the Kansas game on ESPN Plus on Friday, and it was good to see him win. Trent, your thoughts? You know, uh, first of all, Bamba, to your question, the AP poll will come out at 1 o'clock Central Time as when we will yeah. see that. I'm sure Murph and Andy will have a lot about that here on KXNO. Kansas State, workmanlike good victory. Good for the, You like them, too. I did. That was my favorite bet of the weekend, and they were just they were dominant defensively. Oh. Skylar Thompson, you know how good they are offensively compared to when he's not out there. And Deuce Vaughn, the dude's five foot five, and he is so fun to watch. Had a big touchdown in the game. K State, I think they're going to be a problem once mm-hmm. again. I didn't see anything of the Oklahoma State Missouri State game. Didn't see a play. But twenty three sixteen, another one that if you were a believer in that Oklahoma State team, that maybe they're the third team. Uh, not not quite ready to go there with Gundy's group. I'm with you. West Virginia well, got to beat by Stanford Maryland. Was body clock, I the 9 a.m. body clock time for Stanford is what. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's what we're going to hear. Yeah, that's what we'll hear. Um, <laughs> I was I was impressed by Maryland knocking off West Virginia. Bama, I agree with you on Texas and Sarkeesian. It was the top of the conference. Uh, was the letdown Oklahoma and, yeah. and Iowa State? Uh, yes, both of them put them in the win column, but nowhere near as shiny as we thought they were going to be. Fellas, let's move on. Let's head to Big Ten. Uh, Trent, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on the Big Ten? Uh, the West is wide open for the Hawkeyes for the taking, and we've talked about this here on our local front, Bam. I want to get your perspective on this. Iowa, you look at numbers, they're in the top ten in the country in victories over the last five seasons. But during that, they have not got to the Big Ten championship game. They've been close it's time for no excuses now. Iowa, break down that door, get there. Wisconsin still has limitations offensively. Bama, this has got to be for the, the year for the Hawks to get back to Indianapolis for the first time since 2015. Do you agree? I would tend to agree with that, Trent. I really would. Um, that was a good win. I, and, look, I don't know how good Indiana is. I mean, I thought going in they could be a pest. That game was not competitive. I really expected it to be a very competitive game. And it wasn't. Uh, Penix, we talked about three picks. I mean, you just, they're not going to win that way. They've got to get him some help. This, this could be a team. We could see a big fall off from them this year because their schedule's pretty tough down the road. I mean, this was a game that they, you know, coming in, they, they had all kinds of, uh, you know, expectations. I think they were ranked preseason the first time in what, 50 years, however many. I mean, you know, I think Ken's the only one that remembers back when they were ranked preseason. Uh, out of all of <laughs> Here we so, go. <laughs> you know, but uh, look, you're right on Iowa. To me, the game of the week, and I, I said this Friday. I love. I, I was on every play of that Penn State Wisconsin game. I thought that was just great. Isn't it fun? Um, that was so much fun. Listen, Wisconsin gave them the game. There's no question. But Penn State, that defense is going to be tough. That 
and I can't remember the kid's name, and I should have, and that's my fault, but whoever, number 17 for them, that Temple transfer, oh, my goodness, the kid that blocked the field. All over the field. I mean, everywhere. And my, my first thought was, why was he at Temple to start with? Why is he a Temple transfer? But he is a difference maker, Ken. And, you know, look, you mentioned jump around, and that to me, I told you the Iowa wave is, is my favorite new tradition, and I've never I have no connection to Wisconsin. But when I saw jump around and eighty thousand fans oh. just you know bouncing around that stadium, Jenny Taft on the sideline, Gus Johnson kind of grooving it mm-hmm. in the box. I mean, what told me mm-hmm. what that told me, Ken, is at least for this week, and I hope we get it all season. We all know where we're at and everything else, but that meant the sport was back. I mean, we had games last year, okay, and they were important and they filled a void, and we get it, but. Those were just games. This is the sport. These are the traditions. You know, it, it's it's you know Sandman for Virginia Tech. It's jump around. It's the wave. I mean, these, with fans in the stadium, and that to me just said the sport is back. And it was so good to see a packed Doe Campbell Stadium for a great game. You know, when we finally get to the ACC, uh, you know, Saturday night, it was just it was so great to see for one week. I hope we can can keep it up, but. You know, we're all going to overreact as well to Michigan. Um, you know, look, it's Western Michigan. I don't know if Harbaugh's found a quarterback. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. They look good for one week. <laughs> Let's give them that. But, yeah. you know, Penn State's going to be a force if that defense. But they got to get better play out of Clifford. But that game to me was just – that was the game of the weekend, and it lived up to it. And I don't care if people can say it was boring, no offense, whatever. It was fantastic. Nope. You won't get that from us, uh, Bam. I enjoyed every single minute of that. And what's the other tradition they have there? The Buttercup song. Uh, yeah, you got Buttercup. Me. I don't know. Yeah, what it is. I it was pretty that. good too. No, good. That's on my I list. I didn't know now. that I mean, either. Alabama but goes that... there in twenty twenty four. I think I'm making that trip to Madison. I'm really? Going. Yeah. Wow. No, that 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 yep. be, that'll be special. Well, since you brought up the ACC, let's go to the ACC. Uh, this is a conference that's in trouble, I think, right off the bat, fellas. I don't know how Clemson – look, they're Clemson. They got that reputation. I get it. Um, it, it looks to me, if there's an overreact Tuesday, <laughs> that they might be the conference on the outside looking in. We'll see. Uh, Clemson did not look good. Uh, Bama, we'll start with you. Your takeaway on, uh, on what you saw from the ACC this week. Yeah, that Clemson-Georgia game was a letdown, Ken. And listen, we, we've all seen in the past, I remember the field goal game, okay, Alabama-LSU, and everybody thought it was boring. But there was so much good defense played in that game. And there was good defense on the field, you know, for this game as well, Saturday night. But it was just bad offense. I mean, Georgia didn't score an offensive touchdown. It was a pick six. Uh-uh. Um, you know, DJ just – he looked lost out there. Um, I don't. They couldn't run the football. They didn't try to run it a lot of times, and that just that's just not Clemson football. And again, somebody had to win the game. I pick. I thought Clemson would win it because I thought Dabo was a better coach than Kirby Smart. He might. I think he still is for whatever reason. This this game. Just, this was the big letdown to me. I, I didn't think it was a big. You know, I, I didn't, didn't think these did not look like two playoff teams. I'll put it that way. Um, Georgia might actually get there, but in terms of the conference, I think you're right. North Carolina, you know, Virginia Tech might be the kind of the sleeper in that. In that, but I mean, North Carolina just laid an egg, ten points to open the season. We saw what Alabama did, and I think if we go back and listen to the tape, I mentioned forty-four thirteen in that game uh, for Alabama, mm-hmm. but they just rolled Miami, and Miami did not look competitive at all. Um, 
you know, really not much else to get excited about. Look, Florida State might be might have made the best impression of anybody uh, out of that conference, and they lost the game. And I know ACC, you know, Notre Dame, whatever, that whole alliance. But Mackenzie Milton, the way he came in, and what a story! It, 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 it didn't turn out to be a storybook ending, you know, the Hollywood script, whatever, of, through no fault of his. But that was a great story. That was a fantastic football game. Cone looks like kind of the real deal for Notre Dame and that tight end they have, baby. I was Gronk, surprised. Yeah. Meyer. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he, yep. that, Mayor, yep. that team looked good. Florida state might've been the most impressive team in that conference and they lost the game. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, Trent, uh, that to me was just, I mean, watching his mom cry, got me crying. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was uh, your takeaway on the ACC? Well, NC state is that team you're looking for. They six wins was their over under baffling. They have to have a losing record for them not to cash that ticket. I hope people are listening this summer because we handed out a winner on that one. That team gets Clemson at the end of September. They get Mississippi State this week. Should be a pretty good game there. I really like that NC State team. They got a defense, and they have a quarterback in Leary, who's a really good player. You're right, though. The Florida State story, and I saw Notre Dame fan Sean Roberts complaining about it. Look. Complaining about what? About the coverage, about how Tess was glowing. You got to get past that. This is what makes sports what they are. It's not just about what we see between the field. It's the stories. He was going to lose his leg, Sean. Not Sean, right? <laughs> Sean, you, you got to let this one go. <laughs> I, I understand you love Notre Dame, but you have to let this one go. It was an incredible story. I was with you seeing his parents up there. Oh my god! Uh, I I heard uh, Pete Thamel who was at the game. He didn't go to the post game press conference. Instead, he went and found the family. Really, seventy two members nice. of the family that were there, and they didn't. They thought he wasn't going to play. They just wanted to see him in uniform. Right. It was incredible to see that, and and you're exactly and the way right. he got on the field was to crazy. The I mean, the the kid loses his right. helmet. Yep. He goes in. He never comes yes. out. It's just nuts. Yes. But. And then, you know, the, the whole overreaction to Brian Kelly's comment, I mean, can we please stop it? Oh, yeah. Twitter. Oh. I mean, he didn't mean it. It was I got it as the second he said it, it was the John McKay reference, which was a better quote. Mm-hmm. He yep. just fumbled through it. Can we please yep. just lighten up? I mean, my God. If, if that's what you're worried about, right. then your life's pretty good. Oh, man, I, I'm with you. Fellas, let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, I'll start, Bama. I think that uh, UCLA's the that So far... And we've seen them twice to, to, to there. Uh, they, they've had an extra game, UCLA did. I, I thought LSU would come in and that speed would take over in the football game. I think Chip Kelly's finally got – this is his best team by far, at least early on uh, in the season. I came away from that game, Bama, by logging on to my DraftKings account and betting UCLA to win the South and to win the conference. UCLA, um, Chip Kelly's got something here. Yeah, he might. They've got talent, and Ken, the, the, the shocking thing to me, and maybe this is more about LSU, but I, I, I'm going to give UCLA a lot of credit here. They were more physical. They looked like the bigger, physical, more athletic, faster, stronger football team, and I never in 100 years would have thought that I would have said that about when UCLA was on the field with LSU, but that's what it looked like to me. This Listen, He's got everything they need. If they stay healthy, you're right. I mean, USC, I thought, had a good win. And that was another one that I thought might be a tough game. They kind of put away San Jose State pretty easy. Oregon, (laughs) 
Maybe, you know, thank goodness uh, it was ugly. But I think Fresno is better than we think. You guys were on that game, and I, you know, yeah, I give yeah. you credit for that. Yep. You were on that as far as you know, keeping it close. But you know, Washington, what in the world? And I know Montana is a good cool. FCS team, but my goodness, I mean, you know, you just can't do that. And then you know, you mentioned the rest of it. My my guilty pleasure team just takes out Oregon State. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, Arizona, a little competitive, maybe. You know, Washington State losing to Utah State. That conference, you're right, it's in trouble. And I'm with you. UCLA, by far the most impressive team. But can they sustain it? Can they keep it up? I think Oregon, I'm still – my jury's out a little bit. I want to see what they look like in Columbus this week. If they get kind of – if they don't look competitive in that game, then you're right. I'm still – I'm going to stick with them to win that conference just because I'm more of a crystal ball. Thing than anything else, but Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. without question, UCLA the best, most impressive team in that conference, without a doubt, this weekend. The North goes one in five in Week One. This is a power conference. This is a power division. Mm-hmm. Oregon survives against Fresno, Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington, Washington State, all lose. Mm-hmm. Not not cover, all lose outright. Five teams already at zero and one in the conference. There, I'm not seeing it, and, and it was. Chip Kelly's got a team now finally built in his image. They're powerful. They'll run the football. They look like they should compete up front here. They'll be all right. USC will be all right. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a playoff team coming out here. You, you no. were throwing, you're trying to throw Clemson out of there already. 12-1 and Clemson's still going to get in. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure they can win. They'll win 12 football games when, when I watch this yeah. team. Uh, let's finish it up, boys, uh, with the SEC. Trent, you can go first on the SEC. Your thoughts? Uh, Alabama. Why did we even think about now? Go- no. It's like an annuity. You get them at 4-1 okay. to one before the season, and it drops as the summer's going on. Just jump on it right away. To do that, to do that in that fashion, to do it not just the quarterback and the skill position guys, but rebuilding both your offensive and defensive lines, they are at a completely another level. And that doesn't mean they can't lose to Texas A&M, because I still think they could. How about lose, Ole Miss? Lose to Ole Miss? Yeah, they could. But ultimately, they're going to be there. They're going to be back in the playoff again. Mm-hmm. And here's a question for you, Bama. Alabama or the field? I give it to you right now. Who are you taking to win the national championship? Oh, man. You know, just odds tell you you take the field because at some point, you know, there's so many teams. But listen, they were, the, they were probably the most impressive team of, of the top five this weekend. We already talked about Oklahoma struggling. Uh, you know, Georgia is, and Clemson just kind of played a, you know, a yuck fest, if you will. We talked about Ohio State when we, you know, from the Thursday night game. I think Ohio State will get better, and I think they're going to, you know, I do too, maybe Bama. starting this week, starting this week, and and then you know with the, the we talked about their their schedule kind of softens out, but you know, I guess I'd take the field this, you know, numbers wise, but you know, again, Not they look pretty good. And, and how how about James? I mean, they get the Ohio State transfer. This kid wasn't good enough to play at Ohio State. And he looks like Devontae Smith yeah. all over again, this Williams kid, the wide receiver. He takes, what, a 94-yard right. slant to the house, just outruns it. Like, they need another weapon. But um, Young, to me, looked really, really composed. I think this defense is back to being a Nick Saban, Alabama defense. Now, they, they lost a, a pretty big piece of that when Allen, their outside linebacker, he's gone for maybe the season. Maybe he could get back late. If they get into the playoffs, it's 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 a foot in. And how about the injuries? I mean, boy, you know, Ibrahim from Minnesota—that's just terrible. That kid is so good, and I hate the fact that he's gone. But um, 
you know, again, Florida did not look good to me. I watched a lot of that game because I have to. I'm married to a Gator, and that was that was a tough watch. Um, <laughs> the, I don't think they have a quarterback. Uh, at least the one that the one that they showed didn't look very good. I'll put it that way against Florida Atlantic. Um, they might have two, and if you have two, you have none. So uh, Kentucky can't uh-huh. take anything out of that. I just I just think that. You know, Mississippi State having to come back against La Tech again, I think they're having buyer's remorse on Michael Leach. I just don't think that's going to work long term. But, you know, it's Alabama. A&M looked good. They didn't play anybody. We talked about Georgia. I mean, the more it changes, the more it stays the same, guys. Yeah, Mississippi State, go back a year, we were all overreacting to, to Leach right. in, uh, in the SEC. You know, maybe my, one of my bigger takeaways in that conference um, – was Zeb Nolan throwing four touchdown passes for South Carolina? Grad assistant coach. Well, well, you know what? Let's put the coaching on the back burner. We need you to play. And not only do we need you to play, we need you to start. And he goes in there uh, and throws four touchdowns. Uh, but yes, the, the the takeaway was Alabama and the way that they went through Miami uh, again. Uh, unbelievable. Bama, just uh, real quick, you know, Trent and I, during the break, we were uh, looking to, it's not the shiniest of schedules, Bama. I mean, we'll, we'll find something um, other than Iowa, Iowa State, the way was uh, Washington played, I, I got to think that ABC's having buyer's remorse putting that bad boy in prime time. There's not a lot that really gets the juices flowing other than Seahawk this weekend. Did you find a game, Bama, you like more than others? Uh, you know, I'm still in a little bit on Oregon, Ohio State. I just, you know, everybody's okay. allowed to hiccup week one. I mean, again, and I think Fresno's better. And I want to see Ohio State improve. I mean, if they're really – we talked about it. I think my comment Friday was they did not look elite to me. And they didn't. And so now there's a chance week two, you know, everybody talks about the whole improvement. They're stepping up, I think, in in weight class in terms of opponent, um, maybe – that's yet to be seen with Oregon. I give Oregon a pass week one. I think Fresno is better than we think. So that one, I want to see if Oregon looks better and if Ohio State improves. So that one to me, but yeah, you're right. To me, the game of the week is, is the Seahawks game. I mean, and, you know, good for them getting uh, getting game day to Ames. I mean, that's 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 an accomplishment. I mean, it, it really is. And But you're right. Other than that, I'm just kind of looking down here and, and you know, all these ranked teams, I, I just, I don't see a lot. And, uh, you know, the Pac-12 was so bad that it's hard to get anything. You know, maybe Utah, BYU, the Holy War, maybe that one turns out to be That's decent. Trends. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, late on, uh, you know, Saturday on ESPN. But, yeah, this, this you know, Saturday night, if you got to take your wife out to dinner during college football season, Saturday night <laughs> might be the night to do it because there's just not a lot when I'm looking at this schedule to really say, oh, i gotta, I got to watch that one. But uh, And you're right on Washington, Michigan, boy. ABC's just got to be going, what did we do? But then again, you look at it, and, I mean, they could have put, you know, Iowa State, I guess, in prime time. But, um, man, this one, it it is kind of a wolf week if you want to look at it that way. No doubt about it. We'll talk about it, Bama. We'll find a handful of games to preview on Friday when you join us. Have a great, well, short week, Bama. We will uh, talk to you on Friday uh, at 11.05. Thanks, Bama, Bob. Look forward to it, guys. Take care. Yep, good to talk to you. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll come back, wrap things up here. Speaking of wrapping things up, the uh, LifeServe Blood 
uh, Center. Their blood donation drive is wrapping up here, but doesn't mean you can't stop by uh, the corporate, not the corporate offices, the downtown offices of 431 East Locust Street in Des Moines. They're accepting walk-ons. Our friend Daniel West from uh, Life Service is going to join us for a few minutes to recap the morning here. When we come back, uh, Miller and Condon until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106- Podcasts all in one. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here. We're live at uh, Principal Park Life Serve Blood Center. It's their What Color Do You Bleed donation drive. Uh, Daniel West momentarily. Just real quick, we... Uh, uh, we Got to bring up Jerry Pizzetti. Oh yeah, I mean what uh, what uh, Centennial did, knocking off their, uh, knocking off the Hawks, now tied for the most wins in uh, I, the state of Iowa football history, with a chance to break it this week against Waukee. You were there. I was and did not see that one coming. They played incredibly well. Talk about making your biggest leap between week one and week <sighs> two. That was Coach Pizzetti uh, and company. They did that. Centennial, outstanding, really good running back, uh, quarterback, ran the football in for a couple of touchdowns. Fun night, and Centennial, yeah, those guys know how to coach a little football out there, don't they? Yeah, good for them. More about that is the in the days ahead as we take you through until Friday. But right now, Daniel West, who we have spoken with, a lot, and we're glad to we're glad to do it. Uh, but until today, was unable to put a face to that voice. Good to see you. How are you? Good to see you too in person. I'm great. Right. Thank you for coming. Absolutely, Daniel West Life Serve Blood Center. Uh, so uh, we're full up down here, but we were talking during the break, and we've been talking a lot about this. There's still, if you're so in, if you're inclined, you got some time, you want to donate the gift of life. Um, it, East Village location has some opportunities today. They do. They're open till three today. We still have appointments available, so people. Could could book online, give us a call, or stop on in and see if we can squeeze them in. Or we're open six days a week. So if they can't come today, we're absolutely open, and we would love to see them. I, I saw a couple of correspondents when we sent out a tweet when we had you on last week about some people not in central Iowa. Guys having leftover T-shirts. A lot of people want to get their hands on these <laughs> these uh, Cyhawk T-shirts that you guys have. They do. So if people reach out and this is what they want and they're not in this area, we'll absolutely work with them to get them to come in and donate. People love their T-shirts oh, and anything Cyhawk. Indeed. We're going to talk a lot about that as, as leading up until Friday. So what else have you got coming up? Uh, this was, uh, I, I think, a success, right? You would have to say that. What do, Have you got any more big events between now and the end of the year? Yeah, absolutely. So we're kind of picking up our busier season going into the fall and holiday time frame. You know, normally we have big high school, college blood drives or businesses, which are still not really back to normal. So we'll be having a lot of fun blood drives to try to get people in. We have some Halloween stuff planned in October, a ton of blood drives around the holidays just reminding people that we still need donations even though it's a holiday season danielle what color do you believe we need a prediction for first prediction of the week on <laughs> miller and con and here it is from I, danielle west i bleed cyclone all the way all right. i'm an isu grad so through and through hopefully they can pull it out well, we shall see. We just hope it's a good game. Uh, we, we appreciate you having down here, the relationship we have with you. Uh, whenever you need airtime, just reach out to myself or Trent. We'll do it. We uh, firmly believe uh, in uh, donating blood. It is so critical, regardless of the month, right? I right. Mean, it's just busier at other times of the year, but regardless of the blood. Daniel, thanks for having us down here today. Glad it was a success. It filled up. and We, look, we already look forward to next year, and it was a lot nicer being indoors. <laughs> Agreed. Last year, right? Or two years ago. Yes, thank you. Now, good to see you. Thank you, Daniel West from LifeServe Blood Center. Trent Condon, our final couple of minutes here. Yeah. They're going to sing the anthem somewhere here they, today. They are.
Uh, you're probably going to be fired. Now, you had an unbelievable week. Just recap what you did college football-wise. This is not hyperbole. This is nothing like that. I bet 17 different things this weekend. I showed Ken when I walked in because I was floating on air. Didn't even need the elevator to get upstairs here at Principal Park. I went 17-0. That's incredible. I hit a uh, three-team parlay. I hit all 16 individual bets, though, in college football. I did this weekend, and I told you, Sunday night I got gun-shy. Last night, hot. I got gun shy. Yeah, I, I'm not reaching, so I'm not betting baseball tonight. I'm just not. Taking a night off. I'm taking a night off from betting, which is very difficult for me to do. Basking in the glow of 17. Well, you saw the, the, the tweet of the, the guy that bet $10 at uh, WinBet. Mm-hmm. They're not in the state. His parlay was 14-0. He cast like $80,000. I would have done that oh, if I would have hit a 17-teamer this weekend. I looked at your screen, folks. He's not making this up. It's a true story. He showed me. I can screenshot it. Uh, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Uh, Cyclone Inside with PD and Heinz tonight at six. Hawkeyes number 12. Iowa State number 10 in the coaches poll. AP comes out at one. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on 1460 Cakes and O.